What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of a Conversation with Andre and Friends Podcast. I'm your host, Andre Lawson. It's good to be back. Uh, today, I have two special guests with me, my brothers in Christ. My name is Saul Luna. My name's Ezekiel, <laughs> a.k.a. Zeke. You could call me that if you want, but... Yeah. Damn, don't, don't really sugar me, I guess. <laughs> Forget it, my last name is not Luna. <laughs> man, says his full government name and all that. Yeah, man, says his full government. Um, but yeah, welcome back to another episode. Um, I have my two best friends, like I said before. First, if you want to follow the podcast, add a conversation with Andre Podcasts on instagram that's where you get news updates or everything else um but yeah let's jump right into it uh today's topic is about failure um but failure is good with with the eyes of the lord um i'm gonna jump right into the question what does failure mean to you guys that's anybody can answer that it's open up Hmm. (laughs) failure well i guess it just depends on the context we're talking about but I guess failure for me is a necessary thing in everybody's life, but it's not something that's mandatory as well. I know I contradicted myself on that, but I guess if we're going according according to the word, we don't need to go to failure to do the right thing and to end up in God's path. But usually we end up in failure to be in God's path. And that's how I see it. But at the end of the day, since we're not perfect and we're not Jesus, we are trying to be like him. We're going to face failure regardless so failure is a necessary thing. One thing I would say, though, I don't think it's something that we should get used to. Okay. Um, for me, I, I could go along with Sal. Um, it matters on the context um, with failure. Because failure could mean or it could like improve the person you are. It could involve growth in a sense. Um, failure is what molds us to understand what's right from wrong. And once we get used to Or, in a sense, once we fail, we understand what not to do. Or, it, yeah, we understand what not to do. And God definitely works in us when we understand that failure is okay. That's good. Um, So, I have a verse. Uh, It's in Psalms 37, 23 to 24. And it says, The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Dot... Though he failed, he should not be cast headlong for the Lord upholds his hand. So that's pretty, um, the book of Psalms, uh, it's pretty powerful for me. I read, I was meditating on this verse. Even though we fail so many times, like Saul was saying, on those steps onto the Lord, it's still, it's still gratified him. I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, it still gratifies him in some type of way. Uh, once we fall short, because we're going to fall short. We're Like I always said, we're not perfect. We're not Jesus. We didn't do all that. I think it says in the book of Proverbs, I forgot to look up the verse. It's a, a, man, a righteous man falls, stumbles seven times, six or seven times. I can be wrong. Six or seven times, but gets up the seventh time. I don't know if... Eight. Eight. Sure. Eight. Okay, thank you. See? <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're going to fail. We're going to stumble. But, you know... This is another question I have. When people fail, do you think people just stay? Did did it? Did they just stay in that failure mindset? And it's like, okay, I'm just gonna stay here and all that. Um, I feel like in a spiritual sense, a lot of us do stay into that mindset of just like discouragement because <clears throat> we think that we are imperfect because we failed, but that's just part of the process of trying to become like Jesus. Um. Jesus molds our character with failure, and a lot of people think that we are unworthy to go to God when we fail, when God wants you to come to him in any circumstance. So, yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I guess this goes back to what I was saying in the beginning. I feel like a lot of people have that problem where they get used to failing or they used to they get used to falling, and that's where that would come, where you stay in that pause, in that type of mindset where you're not really moving. And what was your question again, just in case? Uh, do you think that once we fail, we stay in the mindset of failure? I mean, like, once we fail, like, oh, I fell short of this. I'm unworthy of everything. I mean, of course not. I mean, it obviously, it always depends on who are you asking and what type of relationship they have with God at the <laughs> yeah. end of the day or to begin with the day, I guess. But 
a lot of people like Ezekiel has said, a lot of people honestly stay in that type of mindset. But at the same time, actually, I'm going to contradict myself. No. Uh, no. Some people say, oh, I'm just a failure, this and this and that. But then your actions don't really say that. I'll, I'll say that. What do you mean by that? You're allowed to break more. What I mean by that is, respectfully, uh, we fail every day. But then we, we over here act like we're winners mm. with our ego. To say it like that, like we act like we're all that, and it, you know, when you when you act, when you're in like in that type of mindset, it takes a person who has to be humble to be like, damn, I'm not that I'm not that good, and you can't be in that mindset if you're not humble. I would say that. Ooh. Obviously, humbleness doesn't mean you know, being, uh, thinking of yourself as a less person. Mm-hmm. That's not good, but. At the same time, for you to come to that mindset, you need to have a t- some type of humility inside of you. And if you, you know, if you don't, you're not really, you know, you probably think of it for like a moment and then you just be like, all right, screw that. Now I'm going back to, you know, what I was doing. At least that's how I see it. Hopefully that makes that's sense. That's great. That's good. <laughs> Podcast done right there. Yeah. No. Um, I do agree with you with that because it does take, you know, you to be humble and say like, okay, I failed. Okay. But what can you learn from that failure? And people, I'm going to answer my own question too. When people think, when they stay stuck in that mindset, because I was in the mindset, oh, I failed. I can't move on. I was stuck in that mindset of once I fail God, I, God doesn't want me back. And like you were saying, Ezekiel too, um, God will forgive us for, the failure, for that failure we have. He has that grace, but you don't want to abuse that grace as well. Because his grace is abundant. He died for us and everything else. But you don't want to abuse it. Because some people abuse that grace. And that's what we shouldn't do. You should learn from the failure. And then, okay, God, I've failed you. What do you want? Uh, what, do, what can I learn from this failure from you? Um, I feel like many, I would say new believers as well, we feel like, um, we have to meet a certain perspective or like a certain, like, what's the word? Goal. We have to meet like a certain criteria of a person to come to God. And I feel like once you're trying to fix how you used to be, failure is obviously something that's going to happen. But we also have to understand that when we're trying to come to God, um, we're going to feel like we sin more because uh, we want to fix how we were before. And we, we notice how imperfect we are. And that's why every day we need to come closer to God because we understand that the way we used to live before isn't how we're supposed to live. And it, it is a humbling experience because I feel like in order for you to grow from failure, you have to humble yourself in a sense because you can't be prideful in failure because then you won't be able to grow in failure. So, yeah, that's pretty much. Um, <clears throat> I think there's like... There's two major differences in the, okay, I'm like, I'm sad that I did wrong again. And then you stay there. And then there's the, I'm sad that I did wrong again. And then you go ahead and do it again. There's a, I feel like there's two different people right there. There's two different perspectives. Yeah. There's the person that, oh, I'm sad I did this wrong. I can't go back to God. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. They might not, con- you know, they might not repeat themselves, but they're like, I don't want to go to God because I'm, I'm ashamed. And there's the person that is like, oh, I'm sad I did this wrong. God didn't like that and doesn't do crap about it. You know what I mean? And like they may they may still not what is it? Uh they may want to go back to God, but it's I don't know, it's like a it's a different experience. Exactly. I don't know. How I what I'm trying to say is there's like some people who who just don't care. You know what I mean? Ooh. And there's people who just they do, I f- but they don't feel worthy. I feel like yeah. when you say like the two different perspective, like when people say I'm ashamed to go to God, those are the people who will fail again, again, again. God is going to, like, uh, it's like, okay, so, like, for me, I was ashamed of, like, I was failing, you know, because I was dealing with a certain sin. And then I always felt ashamed to go to God. I'm like, God, don't, like, I, God doesn't want to talk to me. Like, he, do, he doesn't want his everlasting son. Like, he doesn't want me to go to him. And that's the enemy speaking. Like, God doesn't love you. Go. Like, you did this. You think he's going to forgive you again? No. As someone who failed multiple times... Because this journey to, like, 
be like Jesus is hard. It's not going to be easy. Mm. Uh, it's like, it's dying, like Ezekiel saying, waking up and dying. Well, waking up and dying daily. And there's two options you can do when you wake up. Either you're going to live for God or you're going to live for the world. Honestly, I, I think you want to be that person that that says, damn, I may be ashamed, but then you still go. Mm-hmm. Who you don't want to be is, oh, I'm ashamed to go to God and you don't go, but then you're not really ashamed of what you did wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of people, like you said earlier, mm-hmm. who take kind of who take pride in it. Yeah. Like, let's go with um, uh, the main thing, the main leading addiction for young men today, which is this a porn addiction right here. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, once they're done, They'd be like, damn, I did it again. Guilty and then feeling. Exactly. And then they go ahead and do it again. They feel bad and they know that they did it in front of they did wrong in front of God. But then they they just live with it. They, not, they don't truly repent. Exactly. They say they say this. God, I'm sorry, I won't do this again. Mm-hmm. They go like two weeks clean or one week clean and then they go back and they say, God, I did it again. I'm sorry, yeah. forgive me. Yeah. True like if you're truly like you said, young man. And women mm-hmm. struggle with this, too. It's pornographic. You know, people go, sin it, and, like, and all that. And they say, God, why am, I, why am I dealing with this sin? It's you getting tempted. It's like, and then I love this analogy that um, Arturo, shout out to him, said to me when we were talking, like, in school. It's not the phone that caused you to sin. The phone is not making you sin and making you fail. It's yourself. Because yeah. it's yourself putting that website. It's yourself going through that, going through the motion and yeah, all that. Yeah. Uh, it's the discipline you have. And our pastor said it too. I think he said it one time in our preaching. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. I've never seen that analogy before. It's because we have all this technology around us. It doesn't tell. It doesn't go on that website. I'm not going to say the website so it doesn't trigger people. But like, <laughs> hey man, <laughs> we all know. What we, we, we all know. But say, but like, it's like, it's not its own self going. In. It's your. It's you typing in the URL, looking up the videos, going, going there, and then going and saying to God, "Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, God." No, it's yourself, bro. Like I failed you, and once you fail, you gotta truly repent. Like, you got to actually, like, know your triggers, know what's happening. If it's coming at 12 o'clock at night, bro, shut off your phone. I know we're, like, all driven to our phone, but turn all off. Learn how to have an accountability somewhere. It's just, you got to look for solutions, in my opinion. And I feel like what I didn't get to explain was just that um, the main leading excuse for people not to come to God is their failure, of course. <laughs> But then it's just because, oh, I'm not worthy. Ooh. Right? Yeah. And, and I think that's, like, the biggest one that we should, like, as people, we should really be careful of. Even people being in there. Like, no one's worthy, respectfully. No one is. Even the people who go to church. I'm going to say it like that. No one is worthy. Mm. It was Jesus who did it for us. So, you you know, it don't matter if you think you're not or you think you are. You're not regardless, but he did it for you. And the thing is, what people who are not in the church need to understand is that not either nobody who's in church is worthy and no that excuse is not valid in front of anybody Ooh. like it it don't matter we're not more perfect because we go to church exactly. speak on that so you know how i see it is you as a failure because we're all failures mm-hmm. you, you're gonna be fine because like andre was saying but it's something that we shouldn't get twisted is yes we come to God, we we ask for forgiveness 3,000 times because I'm pretty sure it's not just, let's say, I'm going to say I don't care, guys, porn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not just porn. Let's say just our daily thing where we talk to somebody wrongly. We come to God every day and be like, oh, I'm sorry, God, I didn't mean to say that. That being constant communion. Exactly, right? So I th- how I see it is we're always going to be committing the same mistake. It's just what matters, how I see it is, and not even how I see it, go to the Word and you'll realize it yourself. Is that you need to put the effort to want to stop. You need to put That's the what I was going to talk yeah. about. Go like, ahead. We, we are so depressed and we're so like overwhelmed by things we're not even trying to fix. Exactly. It's, oh. it's like because we're, we're struggling with temptation. But the, the Bible says to flee from it, run away from it, mm-hmm. not battle it. Mm-hmm. So when we're in that battle, 
of the mind because the enemy attacks our mind in temptation because it tells us that um it's okay to do it or just do it one time and it'll be fine mm -hmm. like those that's the battle of the mind and we have to understand um what our mind is filled with is how we're gonna act so if our mind is full of lustful things we're gonna do a lustful thing if our mind is full of the word of god we're gonna want to do what the word of god tells us to do so we have to determine what are we doing to actually fix or get away from this temptation and not be so depressed about it but you're putting yourself in the depressed mindset because you're not trying to fix anything do so. you feel like like when people that, like you said it's the mind when we think of depression right it's what fails you Man, that's a funny word. Sorry. Depression? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just don't take it serious. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's like when you said, like, you got to fill your mind with stuff. Fill his mind with his word and you won't feel, you won't feel tempted. And like you said, flee from it. Like, don't battle it. Don't battle it you know? Like, if you're thinking about lustful things and you're, like, at your... At your bed, and you're thinking, oh, man, like, I'm thinking about that the porn right now. <laughs> Sorry, it's like, so I just got it. It's like, all right, you got to put your phone down and start praying or just, like, walk away. Mm. When I used to battle with it, um, I used to go, like, okay, I'm, like, I threw my phone on my bed. Like, I'm not dealing with this. And just go play games with my friends or just go, like... Dude, just go on a walk without my phone because then it's just like constant communing with that. Um, I would say um, I, I kind of learned this the hard way is we try to fight spiritual battles with our own physical strength. Mm. And like if you, if you, let's say you, you like the temptation, you don't fall into it, but you fought it with a physical strength. Mm -hmm. You're still leaving the door open for it to come back because you didn't fight it with God's word. So, and it's at the end of the day, it's the enemy. It's not God tempting you. It's the enemy tempting you. And God will allow it because he knows you have the qualities to overcome the temptation. Mm -hmm. But he knows that um, in order for us to get away from the temptation, we have to use the word of God. Mm -hmm. So don't fight a spiritual battle with your own strength. Mm -hmm. You fight it with a spiritual and the word of God. Mm -hmm. So, Amen, amen, amen. You have a lot of things written down in your notebook. I have, <laughs> uh, like, we fail, and mm -hmm. then we think we are failures. That's, mm -hmm. that's what I put. Okay. And be, I put the main failure we fall into is obviously sin. And we put in our minds that God won't forgive us, but God forgave you before you even sinned. So who are we to uh, say God won't forgive you if he's already forgiven you before you even did the sin? So we have to understand how good God is and understand what our circumstances are. I feel like the best example is just, of course, the Bible itself. Go to the Bible. Literally, what is it? Um, There's times, if you read it correctly, you see that Judas himself, the guy who uh, snitched out Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to say it like that, but the guy who, the guy who basically got him killed had multiple chances to not fall into that path. So if, you know, you could see those chances, that means God is already forgiving. You know what I mean? God is trying to lead you to the right path. So, you know, we're never going to be in that position to quite literally murder Jesus. But <laughs> if a person like that existed, and of course, God already knew what was going to happen. The plan was already made. Had a chance to, you know... Fix it. Fix it. Or fix himself. What makes us think that we won't? And of course, that we shouldn't obviously um, compare our situations because everybody's life is different. But that's just like an example to you know to put out. And at the end of the day, there was a purpose behind that death, just being forgiven, being able to come to the spirit and ask for forgiveness. Oh. Easy. Yeah, actually, for, sorry. I tried to keep it silly. Cut it out. Cut it out. Cut it out. But yeah. Jeez, I just lost my train of thought. I, just... I could say, um, a lot of people get discouraged. I'm not going to use your word. <laughs> but I should just say depression because it's like, that's a whole conversation in itself. Yeah, but it's yeah. just... It, I if you say, want Saul to talk about depression, let me know. Like, I feel like if I'm going to talk about it, all I would say is, what do you think the definition of depression is? And uh, 
We'll go from there, but you know, you go see yeah. what you got. Uh, I feel like many of us get discouraged or depressed <laughs> because we. You could say sad. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm triggered. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a lot of us uh, define ourselves as a sinner and not a son. Mm. Uh, we think that we are so... I mean, it is a humbling experience, but understanding that you are a son of God and not uh, a sinner will give you... I would I'm not say motivation, but it will give you like the mindset to let you know that you are more than a conqueror. It's like, like our mind is so filled with so much negativity that you don't even think you can overcome it with God. Mm-hmm. Even if he's with you, we we just tend to just fall into it because, oh, it's something we've been doing for so long. So it's like a cycle. It's always a cycle that we go through. And we just think, oh, I've done it before. Let me just do it again since mm-hmm. I do it all the time. All of that really happens when you don't go through the correct steps of obviously receiving God. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really does start uh, how you guys were saying earlier. I forgot was, who was the one that preached it. It starts with you coming uh, alive, but not in the best way. And then you have to die to relive. Oh, it was the Moy who said that. The die to your flesh. Exactly. Die to your flesh. So when you come in at first, you're not, you're, I'm going to say it like this. You're a straight sinner. And of course, even after you are alive again, you're still sinning. Yeah. But guess what? You are now. Nueva criatura. I'm oh, sorry. New creature in no, front go of ahead. the Lord. You can, you can say the name. Bilingual. Bilingual people, you know? Oh, <laughs> uh, but... You're, you're, <laughs> you're a new person in front of God. You're new. You're, you're just new completely. Mm. So, that shouldn't, you know... Like, how do I say it? That it should stop. bring up your... Uh, your confidence. No ego. No mm. ego. should bring up your confidence in God, not yourself. Because why did you have to die? You had to die because you weren't good enough. You know what I mean? So, if you had to die because you weren't good enough, that means someone else is good enough. And he made you relive. You had to, you know, do that whole process so you could come back new in front of him. And for him to, for you to come in front of him, you need to be clean for him to do his job. So, that means when you're going into that process, you can't be thinking... Oh damn! I'm a I'm a new person, so that means I'm I could do this now. No, no, it becomes ten times harder. Exactly. I think, but the, but go sorry, my fault. No, go ahead. But it does become ten times harder. You know why? Why? As soon as you take God out of the equation, but it's honestly because this is what the Bible is trying to tell us. It's supposed to be easier because if you. Let's say you got baptized, you you're a new living thing. I got something to tell right? you about baptism. Go ahead. That means you know your duties as a as a follower of Christ. You know the truth. You know you're in the loop. You know what I mean? That means yes, the Welcome you know the enemy the is gonna start attacking more. Your flesh is gonna start wanting to do more things because you're doing less of yeah. what it wants. But guess what? You literally have the Almighty God next to you. So that's like a cheat code right there. Before that, you had nothing, so you felt comfortable and all that because you were just living in your in your mud. But now you're living in something different. You're living in some kind of cleanness, so it's gonna be a little uncomfortable. Mm. But because you're not, you don't, you know, you never relied on actual something that actually hurts you exactly. You have a purpose. So now you actually have to work. Now you actually have to work. So that's what makes it hard. I guess we could say. But in reality, your problems shouldn't even be problems. It should just be obstacles. That's how I see at least. It's going to be obstacles for you to overcome. Not by yourself now. It's with God. Amen. Sorry, I was talking a lot. No, you're, that no, no. Keep going. I like how you said about baptism. And for me, when I was baptized, I got baptized. Like, what was it? Quarantine? I got baptized? I think in 2020. Uh, I forgot. No, wait. Yeah, 2020. Yeah, because that's when my mom came. I got baptized. And like, when people say, like, when one person, when I can't worse today. When someone said, like, how was your baptism? And I was like, it was ex- a humbling experience. It's like, you know, you're in that water, right? And they dunk you. But, like, it, it might feel like two, like three, four seconds, like, to people. For me, personally, I haven't told you this. I think I said it in the last podcast. So I had Danny and Franny in. And when I got baptized, I felt like the old me just, like, just ripped apart. And it was just like, okay, I am a new creation now. Now, I walk different. Like, I walk with God. Like you were saying, everything is a brand new obstacle. Yeah, it is ten times harder once you have God in you. 
because that's when the enemy attacks even harder. Because now he, now you know his words, now you know the word of God, and the enemy tempted God with his own words, because that's what the enemy does. But God hit him back with his own, with the own, with his own words as well. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be difficult times, but that's that's the beauty of it, because now you have God with you. Now you ask God for well, you always gotta ask God for help. Because not, he's not going to put you in a situation that you can't overcome. Mm-hmm. He's not going to put you in a storm that you can't overcome. And some people, when they're in the storm, they completely forget about God. And I'm a test of that. When I go through my trials and tribulation, I'm like, God, where are you? Mm-hmm. Like, where are you, bro? Like, come on. Like, help me. And my man's is like, dude, I'm right here. I'm ste- You're steering the ship when I'm supposed to steer the ship for you, bro. I'm trying to steer your ship. Steal the ship to the promised land, yeah. but so, you, but you are steering it. Sorry, I cut oh, you off. Yeah. I you're steering it back into the storm, bro. I'm trying to steer it out of the storm. No, I was just gonna say to interrupt you real quickly. Mm-hmm. It was just for those people who think that also oh, God's not gonna help me if I'm not baptized. Oh my! Mean? No, that's not how it works. God it loves everybody, regardless. But if you want to. Do right by him, you have to do that. Mm-hmm. But he's it's not that God's not gonna work in your life if you don't pray to him now and you're not baptized. That's no, not how it works. Because no, exactly. you need to get to know him for him for you to be like, damn, this is this is really it. Mm-hmm. God's not just gonna be like, Well, of course, I I believe that actually. You should just you believe in him, regardless of evidence. But you know, he's a he's a what is it? Um a loving God. No, it's a word. It's in Spanish. They say he's a caballero. He's a, a he's a gentleman. a gentleman. He's not just gonna be like, so here it is. This is me. That's it. Yeah. No, he's gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna show you here some things here and there. Some people might be different. Others it may be different. It's just according to the person that you are, and you need to just have honestly the open mindedness. I think to that's the understand a lot. I think that's the beauty of the walk with God. Everybody has a different experience. Yeah, like the same. It's not the same as Saul, Ezekiel, or mine, or your, or like anybody who's listening. Everybody's experience is different. My experience with God is like totally different. It's like I went to church with my dad, didn't like it, stepped out, and then I went to school, had some stuff, went through a nasty breakup, and then Suli told me I was super. Mind you, I don't know this girl. <laughs> I've been telling this story every time. This is part of my testimony how I got closer to God. Um, that I came to you guys' church. So he came, uh, I, mind you, I'm doing my homework at my school, and this girl comes up and she said, you look depressed, come to my church. Straight up. I was like, I was like, first of all, who is this girl? <laughs> Second. Looking bad, that <laughs> I, I was. <laughs> you look depressed. Damn, how do you have <laughs> look right now? Yeah, I'm like, I thought I was looking clean. But inside, I was. I was I was still battling depression and all she that. She smelled the depression. A lot of people need it like that. Yeah, though, yeah. Dude, yeah. It got to be blunt. I'm, yeah. And then I came. It was a Bible. It was Tuesday study. And then I think I was sitting like in the back. Yeah. And then Ezekiel came. No, it was Saul first came, right? And this is what I don't know, Saul. Saul saw, like, he, I, he goes like, no. Someone came up to me and goes like, Chris, I was like, who is this Chris person? <laughs> right? Sorry. Yeah, sorry. So I'll call. <laughs> Who's this Chris person? And, you know, um, he was on the podcast. But, yeah, apparently I look like him. I'm so hard not to. First of all, Saul is Chris's brother. That is really his brother right here. Um, He's right here. Uh, hello, I guess. Hello, yeah, <laughs> I was already here. Yeah, he's already here. Uh, so I looks down at my shoes. He's like, oh, that's a nice shoes. I was like, oh, thanks. And then like, we just started talking about shoes. Then we started talking. And then Ezekiel comes, is, and then Saul is like, I don't know if you want, like, yo, look at his shoes. I'm like, oh, I guess they're going to talk about I think it. we said, how many pair of shoes do uh, you have? It was like, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I will spill the tea, I guess. It was Suli who was on my butt. She said, yo, I think I told you this. Did you? I yeah. did not know no, this. No, because Suli was like, yo, this is my friend Andre. Go talk to him. I was like, Bro, I don't know this man. Like, I, <laughs> I did know not know this. Hold on. And I think we were talking. She said it in front of us, actually. Yeah. If I'm not wrong. And I'm like, bro, I-, I don't even know. I'm like, you know what? Whatever. You don't hear these. We're like, let's just do it. Bro, I was like, he looks cool or whatever. And I was like, you know what? I've been getting into shoes. Let's talk about shoes. Yeah. Yeah. No, but sorry. Actually, to 
there was something that you said earlier, something specific, um, that you emphasize how God is different for everybody, oh, how, the, how the God gives is... everybody a different example. I just want to quote Danny in this moment. The, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, okay, I, I, yeah, yeah. I just want to mention that there's many times in the Bible where God answers somebody or Jesus, if I'm wrong, where basically he says, I am. And, oh, and it's the, I love yeah. that. I love that Danny mentions it a lot because it's just telling us that Danny in that moment, spit. you're supposed to finish the sentence. He is who you, he needs you. I mean, he is <laughs> who you want him or you need him to be. In that period of your life, at all times, it's always changing too. That's so, facts, like, bro. like in the beginning, maybe he you needed a healer. Bam, I, he's your healer. I am the healer. And then I'm right the now, healer. let's say for me, he I need a I need a what is it a guidance counselor? I don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> he's that, gonna be my, my counselor. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, <laughs> you go, you go, you go. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I have a. <laughs> I have a good relationship with my guidance counselor. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you cut that out. Now we keep it But, you know, what I'm trying to say is, I love that you As mentioned that because... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just getting hot in here. I love that you mentioned that because... A lot of people need to know that, you know, God is what you need him to be in that moment. Not what you want him to be. Because maybe you really want money. He's not going to be your provider because you just want, you want yeah. He's going to be all of it at all times, of course. But what you're needing in that moment, he will be that. Yes. yes. I just wanted to mention that because I feel like that is always powerful. And the more people know, the better. And that's that goes with failure as well. Because we think we need something, but God is giving us what we actually need. Yeah. We want a lot of things. We want God to give us certain things. But I want God money. Gives us, yeah, I want God cars. gives us what we need, not what we want. So and it and it gets even tougher because, like I said, sometimes He's not gonna be what you want Him to be. Mm. Meaning, he in does that, it His way. Exactly. In that moment, you're like, God, I just need a healer, right? And you're just complaining about whatever issue you're having. But What's He's that? like, He's like, no. In this moment, I'm gonna be. Your example, the example for you, mm-hmm. how you should be acting in this moment, how you should be acting during this process, because maybe the way that you're acting is what's screwing you over, because a lot of times it is what are spiritual things that are holding you back, that maybe causing you um physical illnesses or maybe causing you mental illnesses or whatever. And it's just your attitude that's holding you back. So he's going to be like, no, you got to just reflect me right now. I'm going to be a mirror. You, I mean, not a mirror. I'm just going to be the example. Yeah. Yeah. That's how, I mean, I but you know, that's that's true. I like how Daniel was saying that I am, and he emphasizes that like a lot when he's doing like his. Uh, <laughs> you do? I'm getting a hose. Oh, man! <laughs> <It's> <laughs> a lot of editing to do. I'm not no, no, nah, it's good. It's fine, bro. It's yeah. fine. I'm gonna be how they say. <laughs> <laughs> like they all say. Yeah. Uh, nah. Um. Gotta keep it real, bro. Come no, on. no, it's, it's true. Conversation. It's conversation. We keep it real here. Um, you need. <laughs> I can't. But, you know, what Danny would say, I am, what he said, God is, I am. What are you? He's going to mirror himself what you need at that moment. Some people, and I want to talk about this, too. I, I want to briefly talk about it. It's the people around you also influence you as well. You know, you know, I shout out you guys. You know, finally, you guys be on the podcast. After so many years, you guys said, I don't know what to talk about and all that. Nah, I just said, whenever, whenever. Wait. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, where, <laughs> wherever, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I was like, nah. <laughs> yeah, nah. But, um, you know, it's the influence you have around you. You know, if you want to be more like God, right, you have to have the influence around you. You have to have the people who walk not walk the same path as you, but walk with God. Have that... The fruit. same goal. Same goal. Mm-hmm. Read to you. Read to you. I've said it before. I, I said it downstairs. Yeah. It's a it's a, a weird example, but it gets the job done, I could say. Uh, yeah. So, like I said before, if your friend is LeBron James and Michael Jordan, and you hang out with them every single day, what are you going to want to do? Play basketball every single You're going to want to play basketball. You're going to want to be great at basketball. I'm going to be Kobe. Exactly. Like, <laughs> if you surround yourself with people 
that do something, you're going to want to do it. So if you surround yourself with people that want to be more like Jesus, we're going to want to be more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we're going to want to gratify who he is mm-hmm. in whatever we do. Yeah. So yeah, that's the example I was just... That's a good... And even what you... LeBron James. <laughs> even when you, uh, what is it, um, expose yourself to. And then that goes back to how you guys were talking about social media or just the use of your phone. If you're exposing yourself to, I don't know, some inappropriate things, what are you going to be thinking of? What are you going to be wanting to do? You know what I mean? What are you going to be wishing? Because there's always the, damn, if I was in a Christian comment, you know what I mean? I, and yo, I, those comments, bro, phrase, it's, it's not the, yeah. If I'm like, living in the world, bro, the things, I'm like, bro, you that's can't, not, be, you can't be saying that. And I used to say it too. I'd be like, damn, if I was in the Christian, I'd be selling drugs. <laughs> What? No, we used to say I'm not gonna lie. There's a couple Ca- people. <laughs> Catch out in the corner selling drugs, bro. Nah, I'll be the boss. I'm not- <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I got the holy yeah. Bible right here, bro. So got moving the- that weight, boy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, like we were saying, uh, with influence and stuff, uh, we have to understand or acknowledge what our influence is, whether that be social media a person or just people we hang around with like that really takes a toll on our character mm. um if your influence is somebody that doesn't gratify god i wouldn't suggest that you keep them as your influence if your influence is people that smoke or people that do lustful things i would not i'm gonna say that that's not right that's not the right group for you it's just simple <coughs> things like that that influence you are things that can take a toll on your relationship with god I, you know, I think all our mothers, we all have Spanish mothers, and we all have heard this say, watch out with the people you hang around with, because they're a reflection of you. Mm. And, you know, Chris says this too. I think he said it in, like, a morning prayer in our group. He's like, it doesn't matter. You could be the only Christian in your group, but if you hang out with someone who smokes and all that, they're just going to look at you and go like, okay, he's part of that. They're not going to go like, oh, yeah, he's a good guy, but he hangs out with... Someone who drinks, goes out, all that. It's that circle you have. And you know what's funny? It'd be the same people who'd be like, damn, why do I feel rejected by everybody? It's like, bro, you're hanging out with people who are not like you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're practicing a whole different thing than them. Different. Yeah, bro. So it's like, being such a so it's like you're, you're, being, you're, you're being unequally yoked. You are lukewarm. Mm. You're in the middle. Of course you're going to feel rejected because you're not letting yourself be taken over by God. And you're, you're, you know, you're walking in the shallow waters with the devil too. So it's like, a, what, you know, what else do you expect? You're, you're, yeah. you're exactly right in the middle. No one wants the person in the middle. It's worse it. than being hot or cold. Exactly. It says it in, I think in Revelations, um, God will spit you out because he doesn't like, either you're on fire with him or you're cold. He hates, he hates when you're in the middle. And that's, I'm like, whoa. When I heard that verse for the first time, I was like, all right, I got to really check my life right now. Cool. Like, am I like, I'm on fire with him? Like, am I like so on fire with God? Or I'm just like so cold that I just like. Revelation 3.15. You have it? Let's not get it twisted really quickly. Mm -hmm. We know that there's many people in the Bible who had to be with the wrong group. Mm -hmm. But it's because God called him for a reason, called him for a purpose. Literally, Jesus had to be in the middle of a bunch of killers and robbers and what other debt collectors who were corrupt. But we are not Jesus. We have to remember that if you are a struggling person, you know, remember, remember that I like how people you gotta you gotta be careful where you where you put yourself. I like at. Unless God Himself says, "Yo, my boy, talk to the, <laughs> Yo, talk boy. to the the dealer in the corner or whomever." Shanquisha, I don't know. <laughs> You have the verse up? Yeah. Can you read Revelation it? 3, 15, and 16. says, I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. Would you, Would that you were either... Bro. <laughs> <What the laughs> Dude, bro. This what? is worse. This is worse. Wait, wait. Let me see. What version do you have? Would bro, this that is you were... Yo, that is... We're going to cut this out because this is terrible. This is terrible English, bro. Bro, I Lord. thought you... I was this like, dad yeah. has King James version. <laughs> I thought... He was making fun of my English. <laughs> nah, that's... was reading something. Were that were you were... <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. Uh, Revelation 3, 15, and 16. It says, I know all the things you do. 
that you are not hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other. But since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Mm. You say I am rich. I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. And you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I read 17 as well. That's fine. It's good. There you go. There you go. Says it right there in the word. And, you know, like Saul said, you can't, if God has called you into that group, go to that group. But if he hasn't called you, bro, step away. Like, and then, you know, people used to excuse, oh, I hanged out, God hanged out with sinners. You know, I can hang out with them. No, bro. He had a plan. A lot of people talk about it. It's like he hung out with sinners, but he didn't sin. Yeah, he wasn't with them, basically. He he made them like him, really. And to emphasize that part, again, is the, yes, you you could talk to people, right? But as soon as you, like, first of all, what do you expect? to feel when you're with person with a person that's the opposite of you you think they're gonna you know do you think they're gonna have opens on for you no they're gonna be like they're gonna judge you they're gonna be like why don't you do this why don't you do that exactly so then why are you why do you you know why are you so surprised when like oh damn i don't feel welcomed by these people like of course you're not like them you're set apart bro exactly you do you're different than them so you know, I feel like a lot of us, again, this is why I don't like the word depression. Not, not, not the word depression, because it exists. But the way that we throw it around is because a lot of the times, it's not depression. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, again, that's another thing for another time. But it's a lot of times we just bring it upon ourselves. We really do. It's like you put yourself in a spot where you're going to get your hurt, your feelings hurt. And of course, mm-hmm. you know, we're always going to get our feelings hurt by something. But you're literally in something that, you know, you shouldn't be. So it's like, what, what do you think is going to happen? Because you put yourself in that situation. And it's crazy how we put ourselves in these situations and still blame God. <laughs> which is, I was about like, to say that. You blame God for something you put yourself in? God? Like, God's literally telling you, I didn't do this, bro. Literally. Like, you're in this because you put yourself in this because of the way you act. And you were selfish to not listen to me. Best example I see is people, um, the young, the young people who come to church. They see the, let's say, the kids who are trying to be okay, welcoming mm-hmm. or whatnot. And they're like, nah, them kids is corny. Go straight to school. Try to get with the actual, I'm not going to say hoodlums or whatever, but I'm just going to say the, the the bad influence. Yeah. And they think, oh, this is better. This is better. Them kids over there are corny, whatever. And they're doing the right thing. But this is better because I don't know what attracts, what's very attracting about, you know, annoying little kids like that. But... Hey, I was That's how I was. No, we all go through that. Yeah, we all. Nah, bro, not me. I, I, I didn't like anybody like that. I like anybody who can make a good joke, though. <laughs> yeah. And why are you still friends with me? You made me laugh. I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, you know, people like it's young people, and you know, it's about failure. I, I know we did like a whole side tangent. I would see if I could bring this back. It's about failure as well. No, I, I mean we did go to the side, but I feel like it was again easy. failure. That's like the originates. Yeah, it originates somewhere, and how I see it is just you come to failure when you haven't you know fully taken in that cycle that God has meant you know the steps that God has you know set for everybody that's in the Bible, mm-hmm. and again failure is gonna come. It's not like. Oh, the world's gonna end. No, failure unfortunately comes. Depression does come. There's people in the Bible who literally cried because of loneliness. They Joke. prayed to God because God, why is like I'm alone? I have nobody. Yeah. And God tells them, No, you have to go through this right here. I, so like sometimes we need to take that as a as a as a thing. Mm-hmm. Don't confuse setting apart like you by yourself, or let's say loneliness. I don't like that word either because it's a bad connotation. With depression, sometimes you need to just be alone. Sometimes that's your season. Exactly. Sometimes you need to just be chill. And there's many people again in the Bible. I think when people are alone, right? That's where the thoughts come in. Like God, why am I all alone? You're not alone, bro. I'm with you. You might think, oh, my friends don't want to talk to me, hang out with me, or they don't. Like I said, bro, you're not alone. You have me. You have God. You have your leaders with you in your church and all that. 
Stop thinking you're alone. You have me. You have my word. Read my word. I think I'm reading Job right now. I I just finished Job. The, Job. Sorry. Like, <laughs> bro, bro. Come on, <laughs> don't cut this out. Don't cut it out. <laughs> I'm reading Job right now, and you know this man lost everything, literally everything, and he still gave God the praise and everything. Stop looking down onto God and give him the praise. And it's crazy because I'm like, bro, Job lost everything <clears throat> and he can just shame god for everything and he's like god why are you making me do this and all that and no he's like okay lord thank you and all that i'm like bro what, what? you're thanking god yeah. after he killed your family killed everything took everything from you everything and you still think he's like yeah i'm like I feel like he did it for a purpose, though, because... Yeah. I mean, I he mean, allowed it, guys. Yeah, yeah. he allowed it. Don't, don't, don't say he could. Like, damn. I was like, like damn, God. Because he, he will allow these things, to happen, like he said. Because mm-hmm. we have to understand that he's the only way out. So he has to bring us to a point where we are so low. Mm-hmm. And so, like, come to a realization that the only way we can get through this is by someone. Mm-hmm. And that is God. Mm-hmm. So it maybe we've been looking for a solution in the wrong thing. But God is going to have to sometimes bring us so low that we understand that he's the only way out. Mm-hmm. I think um, a positive outlook in life is to notice that everything that you go through in your life is, first of all, this is how I see it. To keep yourself accountable is a test and a way to build character. Even in the times when you're like mad calm or nothing's happening, there you go. Like, what are you doing when you're when nothing's happening? That's you gotta start looking at that. Mm. What are you doing when nothing's happening? You're doing nothing. That's not good. You can't be neutral. Exactly. Like okay, nothing's happening. Whatever. What What are you gonna do about it? That's what God is gonna is gonna ask you. And I'm pretty sure a lot of us, a lot of the times, God, God does put that in your mind. Like oh, yo, bro, you're not doing nothing right now. How about read my word? How about pray? How about do so many other things? We have opportunities. Exactly. And then as soon as we're in that problem or whatever we want to call a problem, right? That's when we're like, God, help me. Like, you're not doing nothing, God. You know what I mean? Or like, maybe in that time that you were calm, you would have helped yourself in that problem that was coming. Exactly. But That's good. Any no. other questions, sir? Uh, no, because we're about to hit time limits. <laughs> What's the time limit? It's 60 minutes. We're at 47 minutes. Gosh, no, come on. Give it another question. Okay, I got we'll, another we'll question. wrap it up. I'll, I'll try yeah, to we'll keep my... we wrap it up. John. Edit that out. Don't forget. <laughs> nah, we keep it all in. this talk. Keep it all in, baby. Keep it all in there. Um, I think you basically almost answered all my questions that I had. I know my handwriting sloppy, but it's like, yeah, it's like atrocious. I'm hieroglyphic. <laughs> um, I see, I see a cat and a bird, bro. What is happening? If you guys ever see my notes in these podcasts, when video podcasts come soon, I will show you my notes because mm-hmm. it's just so bad. <laughs> but I can read it. Only doodle bob can Me only. <laughs> but no, I think we hit mostly all the points. Uh. I don't even know what to say anymore. I think uh, failure is good. I want everybody to understand that. Failure is going to happen. Like, we keep constantly keep saying as you tap it. <laughs> um, failure is a, is, a, is a process that we have to all go through. If you never said, oh, I never failed in life, you're lying to yourself, bro. Stop lying to yourself. I hate the people who goes like, oh, I hate to use that word too. I don't. I dislike. I dislike. Thank you. When people say, don't say the people. (laughs) (laughs) I dislike when people go like, I never had a failure in my life. I'm like, you never had a failure in your life, bro? Okay. I think most people, when they say that, they just mean like, they don't regret it. They don't regret nothing. And I'll say like, I guess it's good to live like that because it's like, how I see it is like this. Everything is is just to build character at the end of the day. If you're regretting it, then you're regretting who you are. Mm. Failure abuse character. It's like, damn, I did this. I, I actually did it wrong. And the, and the Bible actually does say, there's something to emphasize on. Don't be, oh, I did wrong. Ho, ho, God, I'm praying to you today. No. <laughs> literally, God literally says, go cry about it if you have to. Understand that you did the wrong thing. Mm. Yeah. Like, literally sit there in silence, in sadness if you have to. So you realize you sinned. 
it's not something light. Like I could have, let's say, just a simple curse word. Don't just take it like, oh, it's simple though. No. I w- you know what I mean? A sin, no sin is bigger than another sin. A sin is a sin no matter what. Yeah, and sin. I've been hearing that lately. It's like, oh, like you said, you curse. And then someone, I know, have sex before marriage. They're the same. They're, it's a sin. Nothing weighs it on. It's the same sin no matter what. It's sin is a sin no matter what in the eyes of the Lord. He's not going to look at you and go like, okay, you swore, that's all. You had sex before marriage? Nah, bro. Nah. It's the same sin, bro. He's going to give it the same level of attention. We got 10 minutes left. The only person I'll say that they should regret their action is Judah. Man, damn. It was bad. Bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. Imagine God tells you it was better if you didn't even live. Like, or you were even born. I'm like, damn. Oh. <laughs> Imagine God tell you that, bro. Those are two things, bro. Like, yeah, that that's different. But I feel like if you're obviously in the right path in life, mm-hmm. everything has been done for a reason. I'm not going to say, damn, I wish I didn't. Maybe like in the moment, uh, Maybe if I'd done this different. But I'm not going to be like, I wish, I wish, I wish. Because then you're not living. Yeah. You're not living right. I think when people say, oh, I wish I did this differently. I think I was in that mindset before. But now I'm like, okay, God, thank you for bringing me into this path that I need to. Because without this path, I wouldn't have met you two. I wouldn't have met the connections I have. Everything leads to something else. Everything, exactly. Everything leads to something else. Do we have any closing remarks? Because Let's I guess on a positive note. I mean, that's pretty positive. That's how I see it. Okay. <clears throat> uh, what is it? No? Uh, no, I don't really got nothing to say. Um, let's all understand that we are valuable. Like, yeah. with failure and all this, the, the reason why you're going through certain things is because the enemy wants something from you that you have and he can't get. So mm. he tries to take it. Um... And we have to understand, like I put here, failure is an event, not a person. You're not, you're not, you're not a failure. It, failure is something that you go through. You can't identify as that. Yeah. You know, people identify as. Like, Every yeah. Uh, yeah. We're not gonna do that. Yeah. I think it. that just to, I guess, since we're closing off, one thing that we do need to bring context to in this conversation, we're talking about failure in God, not failure. And, oh, I was trying to start a business and it didn't go right. Or, right now, my business is kind Spiritual of... Spiritual. That, yeah, we're Spiritual. talking about that. The other type of failure, hey, man, at the end of the day, you miss every shot you don't <laughs> take. Damn. At <laughs> <laughs> that note, we're going to end it right there. Miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> just, that was a bad ending. I'm no, gonna we're going to keep it there. Thank you for listening. Good fuck, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Try to do the closing thing, bro. Closing thing. All right, all right. Close it up. Yeah, close, close it up. Close it. Up. Close, close it. it. Close it. <laughs> all right. Thank you for listening to yeah, another episode of Conversation with Andre Fan Podcast. Cool. I'm your host, Andre. If you have any questions or you want to be on the next episode, follow the Instagram at a Conversation with Andre Podcast and Friends. That's where you get news, updates, and anything else. Or if you have any topics, suggestions, just let me know. Shoot me a DM. The DMs are always open. Anybody want to plug it or social media? Yeah, let me plug myself. No, I'm you don't, don't even know. use this in there, bro. You have one picture. Nah, we don't need no show. No, yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. know what Bro, what the heck am I doing? If I <laughs> yeah, you don't do nothing. Yeah, guys, follow me so I can watch all of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you literally just send me memes. And that's it. But well, with that being said, love you guys. Until the next episode, stay hungry, stay blessed. They can't see that. <laughs> they, they can't, can't see you <laughs>